Hello and welcome back to episode two of the Succession podcast, which is called If It Is To Be Said, and it's hosted by me, Anya Magliano, and also you, Harry Monaghan. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, what did you think of this app? I thought it was, um, well, at first I found it really hard to follow. At one point, um, I put the subtitles on. Oh, Because wow. I was like, I really feel like I'm missing. <laughs> About 10 minutes in, me and Will put the subtitles on for a bit and then took them off again because it was spoiling the jokes. We paused it at least three times in the first 15 minutes to be like, what is going on? We got really lost in the plot lines of like, why is Logan going to ATN? What is going... You know, I think they were doing like very subtle storytelling, but for thickos like me, I was like, I need to be told exactly... I In the previous episode, when it was like, these two people want to buy the same thing, but the woman is being difficult about it. <laughs> I could grasp that so easily, but as it started to get more nuanced, I was like, okay, I'm not sure I understand it, but after about 20 minutes in, we were like, okay, this is good. We're settling in. I think sometimes with it, you just, if something happens, you don't understand. By the end of the episode, you always do, because there was that moment where Shiv is on the, I think it was like the second scene, first scene, yeah. where Shiv is on the phone and they talk going through, which we now know are divorce lawyers. But at the time I was like, who who are these people that Tom is? I didn't get, I didn't follow that. Yeah, that was, that was a point that we paused because we were like, we were already getting lost, lost. We're going, we're getting left in the dust by these clever, clever writers. Um, I think I saw a tweet, or it was on Instagram, which was like, watching succession is proof that you can have a good time even if you have no idea what's going on it's just like being a dog yeah. <laughs> that is how i feel sort of panting at the screen yeah and like the witty lines are little dog treats yeah <laughs> <laughs> gobbling them up um yeah well, should, should one-liners we... yeah <laughs> there were some good lines there were some good lines in this episode but i felt i personally found it Less of like a funny one and more of a like visceral, like stressful one to watch, like quite upsetting. Like I found, <clears throat> I thought <clears throat> Shiv and Kendall, they're nasty guys. They came across they're really just, nastily. They're just all nasty and, but also tragically sad. Yeah. And I feel like that is what Sex Succession do is when they have an episode that is like full of sad stuff they're like are we gonna chuck in some more funny lines to try yeah. and like make up for it <laughs> i i found it quite stressful last night going to bed after watching it because it made me realize like oh i actually really want there to be a happy ending like i yeah. really want there to be a happy ending i'm really sort of clinging on in my head and my like head is always going well how can they sort this out how can they resolve it what ways do they need to grow and i sort of realized that's not going to be the case. <laughs> it's not going to have a happy ending, is it? I'm going to be so sad. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to get anything close to a happy ending, honestly. Mm. Um, but it this this kind of... Because uh, we got a lot of um, maybe the saddest character, uh, Connor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but maybe we should go through the ep now. Let's go through it. We're skipping ahead. We're skipping so, ahead. 
I think we got uh, opened on sort of Logan waking up. Oh, it's we're selling, but then it went straight to the kids watching uh, PGN. Is it? That's the yeah, news the Pierce Network. And uh, they just want to remind us that Kendall is an absolute idiot here yeah. by saying it should all be about Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I would watch that. <laughs> Whereas Roman wants to Africa. make it like ATN, like he wants the sort of Fox News. Yeah. Just razzmatazz, no substance. It really does set up what will come into play later into the episode of Logan saying you're not serious people. Like yeah. you see them left to their own devices and it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. yeah and I think that is Kendall and Shiv. They both want to reinvent the wheel because mm-hmm. they're so, they just have inferiority complex, obviously because of Logan, but that means they can't just do like take over a news network and be like, let's just make a successful news network it's like no we want to rip up what all these old people have done and make it better but they don't know how to do that they don't even know how to make a basic one right like they don't even know how to run one that even works so it makes sense that they're like well we've got to do something really new and brilliant because they don't know how to do the opposite either um yeah it's not it's not it doesn't fill you with hope to watch that because you're like, obviously, if this is the alternative for them, they're always going to want to go back into the ring with their dad because, like, this isn't their calling at all. Maybe yeah. for Roman, like, he seems the most engaged with it, but I'm sure we'll get onto him and his character arc. Yeah. And then we have the shift phone call where yeah. the lawyers are all conflicted out was yeah. the terminology. Yeah. And I think that is, like a real motivating factor for her behavior. Like in the same way that I said that about the last episode of like, it feels like she's always propelled by her relationship with Tom as much as her relationship with her dad, or if not like those two men in her life are like always going to be the things that like push her to the edge of her behavior and over it. Like you can just see the way she, Sarah Snook acts it so well where you can just like see this like switch go in her head where she just turns into like psycho mode. She goes goblin mode. <laughs> she does actually go. And the, the subtleties in that performance to recognize what she's doing because her and Kendall are both sort of pushing for something with the going back to the table. Mm. And what they're saying is aligned, but they both are completely different in their motivations. It's just, yeah. it's just so weird. It's just, they're just completely effed up in the head. Yeah, they are. Has anyone ever made that point? <laughs> These kids are effed up. <laughs> <laughs> I do That's think. Insight. I do think like you. You. It's interesting because. I think seeing this moment with Shiv where it's like, not only is it Tom fucking her over, it's Tom using her dad's technique, which is like for someone with daddy issues, if your husband then starts using, making the same plays as your dad, when you've already got daddy issues and those are probably already in your relationship. No wonder she's going to go absolutely mental. 
Yeah. Imagine Freud. Freud would Freud would have loved this app, I would say. If we had Freud as a guest on the podcast, he'd have a lot to say. Yeah. Because I feel like as well, it's like, maybe, the, I don't know if this is Freud who said this, but I think this is a classic thing where it's like, you either go for someone like your, say, dad who you hate or you go for someone the opposite and it's mm. like she's gone for the opposite in tom but then he's turned into yeah like him which is just uh yeah and it seems like it seems like she wanted someone who was strong and who was like a bit more less of a like weed than he was you know in these previous seasons when she's like not attracted to him she's taking the piss out of him and as soon as he starts behaving like that she can't handle it at all in the same way that she's like yeah I just want an apology from my dad and then when he gives it to her she's like well that's not what I want I can't trust you like she she doesn't know what she wants and she's not self-aware enough to say it and I think it starts with Tom in this episode but it's like an undercurrent of like her relationship to both of them yeah um and then we so then we have um Logan in an ATN, right? Greg yeah. calls Tom and his description of Logan prowling is just incredibly funny. What the line is like, it's like Jaws. Yeah. If everyone in the town worked for Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> and this scene is just where they stand behind the guy and he's like, one email. Yeah. It's so intimidating. I also loved, I just wanted to say, like I loved when they're on the phone and Tom runs out of the car back into the office. I thought that was really funny because it's like we're starting to see Tom as like a collected figure with like a bit more bit more to him and then you just see him sprint back down a yeah. garage, um, which is pretty funny. But yeah, that when those shots of like Logan just sort of stealthing his way through the office with his sunglasses on. Really scary. I also didn't really understand what he was doing there. Like, was that clear to you? Like, why did he go there? Well, I think that was the issue. He had no reason to be there. Right. Other than he's selling all of his company other than this. And Oh, is that right? Is that right? I think I missed that. Yeah, so I think he's keeping ATN. That is the deal. So now he's like, well, kind of wants to still see... I guess he wants to still be involved. He doesn't want to be... Oh, I'm selling everything and retiring. That that's yeah. the vibe I get. He's got his own sort of, you know, coming to terms with selling and getting old. So he does like a rousing speech and intimidates everyone. You know? And he gets up on the little box, and Greg is, um, Tom is like, I could kiss you from here, which that is like, is... <laughs> that's so such a funny line because. Why would Tom say that? But that's why it's good. I think so. I So we that was the point where we put subtitles on. because I was like, there's no way he actually just said that. And then we rewound it and he did. I think it's like Tom's getting like too comfortable with Logan in the same way that he is with like Greg. Like that's the sort of thing he'd say to Greg, isn't it? Like... I feel like that's the sort of banter he has in another place. And because he's maybe started to feel more comfortable about lo- with Logan, it like slipped out of his vocabulary into, into that context. And Logan is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that speech on the shoe box, I, on the, on the boxes of paper or whatever, I was like, 
Will asked me, he's like, would you be clapping at the end? And I was like, yeah, definitely. Of course I'd clap. Yeah, if you work there, you're clapping. You're like, clapping. you got to clap. Because you already know what ATN is. Yeah. And it's almost, it's just Logan's way of just kind of laying things out and not pretending. It's just like, we're fucking pirates, you know? <laughs> that was a really good impression. That was really good. I, honestly, Logan might be my favourite character, even though he's the most evil out of all of them. Interesting, interesting. That's an interesting It changes every scene, though, you know. It changes every scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, what came after this one? Uh, Logan talks to Tom and Sid... Mm-hmm. about and also before that we get uh tom just casually dropping sid in it like oh she doesn't come in this late and not oh yeah kind yeah. Of thing yeah um but then he talks to them about kerry's audition tape yeah perfect which is just the the sort of b plot for this which is i'd say pure comedy almost just to offset the tragedy of Roman and Connor and Shiv and Kenny. Yeah. It's interesting um, because it puts Kerry in such a different position to like, you know, Marsha, I think, as a person opposite Kendall was like, okay, opposite Kendall, what my names are so bad today. Opposite Logan is like or they felt almost quite well matched. And yeah. then like this feels like it really heightens the distance between Logan and Kerry, because like not only is Kerry just like a bit irrelevant and like a bit nothingy and then it's like she does this and it's like oh she's actually like a bit more deluded yeah and that is the thing it's like we haven't seen a lot of her and she comes across as sort of like oh she's smart and she is but it's like no but she's still got these kind of weaknesses and chinks in her armor yeah and um Yeah, and from this first, when I saw this first chat, I was like, oh yeah, Logan wants them to say no. Before I even saw the tape, you could just tell, like, this is decisions on you means he doesn't want to tell her no, you know? Right, you read it, you saw it as him saying, what do you think? Like, not just like a general test of like, how honest will you be? It's like specifically like saying it. Because I interpreted it as like him being like, she should I want her to do it but I'm not sure I you know I've only watched it once so and you've watched it how many times now five six (laughs) I've watched it twice and I tell you what watching it the second time is actually nice because you have less anxiety yeah 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 you can just relax relax into it because you know what happens like the first time I watched the scene where Greg was talking to Kerry I was losing it (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah yeah, that then we get um, then we get Shiv calling Sandy right, and this is mm-hmm. her kind of um, going into a bit of self destruct, maybe. But maybe she does want more money. Who knows? Um, I think it's harder to tell with Shiv fully, and I don't think she fully even knows. But it's funny as well because it's like they steamed in in Italy, right? Like mm. we, we're gonna not let this deal go through and kind of blew everything up when it turns out they would have had the option anyway to not let this guilt deal go yeah through. that's interesting 
But then maybe Sandy, they do, they're the only ones that actually want this deal to go through, but want more money. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was, this was another point where we were pausing it for complete transparency because we were like, who's Sandy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. I kind of was like, I know who this is, but I did just quickly Google it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Just to check, like, yeah, this is Sandy, the daughter of his rival, who's now, like, in a wheelchair, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I even forgot about that. Who's also called Sandy. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so at that bit, I was like, I'm not, not really sure what Shiv is up to, but she is being, like, a bit chaotic. Yeah. Like, the wheels are starting to come off for her, I think, yeah. as a character that I can be on board with. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's almost like similar to we didn't discuss like why Tom has tied up all the divorce lawyers. Right. Mm. And that's a Logan move. But I do think it's also because Tom wants control of this divorce because he doesn't want a divorce like he. Where is he going to be after the divorce? Like, I don't think he's going to be fired, but he'll just be like Frank or Jerry or Sid who we find out is going to be let go later. And I don't think he wants that. And in the same way, Shiv just still wants to be tied to her dad. So just wants this, another fight, you know? Yeah, they they can't let go of anything because, especially for Tom, if he isn't related by marriage into the family, then he's like lower than Greg because Greg is a cousin. And he would not take that well. He would not not take it well at all. Yeah. And then what do we have? Yeah, we have Logan's speech. We talked about that. And then we have the he- the helicopter scene, which mm. wasn't much, but it gave us the classic Kendall line. Sometimes your greatest tormentor can be your greatest <laughs> teacher. <laughs> Buddhist Kendall. <laughs> Buddhist Kendall. New Kendall just dropped. Buddhist Kendall. <laughs> I love this for him as a direction. It feels like it would obviously make sense. That is the only thing that's going to like be left for him to get into is buddhism like i think now he's ticked off like drugs etc addiction it's like yeah you're gonna be you're gonna be arriving at buddhism pretty soon after that but But, purely on a surface level yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent um because roman what roman says like okay buddha nice tom ford yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) yeah absolutely perfect i think i think the helicopter thing is so interesting because it does show them as like these like spoiled little children again a little bit you see these yeah. three and it's like dad has taken away their toy and they're like huh he can't do that and you're just like oh yeah like this is who you are like you are all annoying <laughs> yeah and also an episode that i think is and the last two episodes i think have been quite like roman has come across quite well mm-hmm. in them yeah definitely but then in this episode he's like i'm gonna ruin your life to the woman oh yeah yeah, i forgot you said that (laughs) which is just like what rome like episode one roman Mm. with the kid playing baseball you know Mm. it just is kind of like all right just remember that they're all horrible roman is definitely like his he seems to be like growing in terms of within the family but then the way he treats people outside of the family is still like just as dog shit yeah yeah um and then when they do finally get their Stewie and Sandy, 
um, sort of come at them. And then this is when the big plan is revealed to Roman and Kendall. And Kendall, yeah. But they're not like on board that. yet. I like that they put that scene like outside somewhere. Yeah. I was like, this is like a nice change. Just them like popping out of a car. Like, I think it's quite, I really am liking so far in this season how many like new places we're seeing like new locations like we'll get to the karaoke bar later of course we'll get to the like normal people's bar we'll get to all that but like it's good to see it's like fun to see those two characters just like stopping them in the street and like having this discussion in the street it was like gave it a real sense of um like everything's a bit lost and like no one's kind of standing anywhere firmly like everything could change at any moment because they're in the street that's my sort of english literature degree analysis of it (laughs) yeah i I, yeah that was great and it was uh you know stewie did a sort of uh mini cab kind of yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. love it he is looking handsome as hell i thought he was looking extra fine that actor in that scene i was like stewie's stewie's still bubbling away well he's he's been in a lot of stuff i feel like he's kind of doing well because he's not he's big enough in it to people know him now but he's not he's not tied up with his character yeah yeah Yeah. with his character yeah i look forward to his eventual topless gq cover shoot sign me up (laughs) oh it's coming it's Um, coming and then there was the board meeting prep where not Jerry and that kind of little weaselly guy is were laughing. Is it Hugo? Is it Hugo? I feel like it he might was be like Hugo. PR for cruises, right? But he's just kind of stuck around. Yeah. He was uh, laughing at Kerry's audition tape, right? Yeah. And Logan saw. Perfect. Um, that kind of really sets him over the edge with her i think um but then the kids go in and willa is coming out like yeah willa's looking really shaken really sort of unnerved like i was like she seems like an actual crazy person (laughs) like she does not seem okay but it's interesting how they treated her like fairly warmly i thought like they all seemed quite concerned for her to an extent like she's not a random person to them completely yeah. like they they do care and then roman does make that joke of like i'll have her i've got enough yeah. money um <laughs> yeah. which just kind of remind you of like oh yeah that is how she came into all of their lives but i think they sort of feel for her that she's stuck in this like mad spiral with connor um yeah. because i i i think they just think that She's good for Connor. They're a good match. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really think, oh, she doesn't love him. I don't think they care about that. It's just like, yeah, yeah. whatever. It kind of, it works. That, yeah. I think that's kind of, again, surface level from them. Um, yeah, And then they go and see Connor. <laughs> and Shiv wants to just, and he's just like, so depressed drinking his wine and Shiv wants to just leave immediately but Roman sort of wants to stay because Roman does just want that connection you know yeah he does and it's like you do notice how different their relationship is with Connor like how separate they are because if you compare it to this 
like when Kendall was having his breakdown, you know, it was like Shiv and Roman were kind of like a bit worried and like pat him, patted him on the back and stuff. And they were like yeah. a bit more connected. But with Connor, I think Roman is a bit more there, but Shiv is just like, fuck this. Like, I'm not interested. Yeah, like I have Shiv and Connor even had a conversation in the whole series. No, like, I, don't I don't think like they, they, have. they have no relationship, do they? It's really yeah. not not clear. And I think it, like from this point onwards is when Roman start, you start to see like Roman's inner child, like coming out yeah. to play a bit more. Yeah. Like he seems so vulnerable and just like he's very on the surface, I think, with his childlike behavior, whereas the other two are absolutely just as childlike, but are just dressed up as like business people. Um, But I think as soon as Roman starts to, you see this with Connor and then they go to that bar where Connor says he wants to go where, where there's a bar with chicks. (laughs) Yeah. And hold on, I've got the whole quote up. A real bar with chicks and guys who work with their hands in grease and sweat from their hands and have blood in their hair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why do they have blood in their hair? <laughs> I don't know. What job gives you blood in your hair? <laughs> <laughs> that's just, he doesn't even know what jobs are. You know, he doesn't yeah. even have like a concept of what he doesn't jobs have a reference there might, point. people might do. <laughs> yeah. and, in the, um, and in that bar, um, but I just think like at that, what I was going to say was that like at that point you start to see like, it feels like Roman's prioritizing like, the family, the idea of a family from that point onwards rather yeah. than the deal, whereas Shiv is still deal-pilled deal and then Kendall, we, we, we sort of fluctuate. Yeah, because um, he gets the call from Matson, who's yeah. basically like our walk. Yeah. If we go back to the table and he gets a smile on his face and then changes his mind and you just feel like, it just seems like Kendall wants to just blow everything up, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, I was really confused about his motivation at first and I was like, what is going on? Like, what is in this for him? But it is that, like, self-destructive behaviour which Kendall does have. Like, you know, he's in the other seasons, like, in this season he seems to be sober, but, like, in the other seasons it seems like he has that instinct to sort of drive everything into the ground and, like, you know, keep going and he's managed to keep a lid on it, but now it's manifested in this, like, different way of the deal and how yeah. it's all just come back to that yeah there is, i did read something that was like mm. kendall smiled because the call from matson he saw as like a weakness and they could actually get more money but i don't know if i agree mm. with that interesting i think he just wants to ruin his dad that's what I feel like because it feels like why if he said that if that was how he felt wouldn't he tell Shiv that he had that phone call yeah that is true yeah like he just keeps it to himself it feels very private but also before we move on from that I want to go like some of the lines in that scene were so perfect when they're watching when he's watching Willa's dot move around (laughs) that's good that is so good that is so good of course he has her on find my friends yeah, and, and she goes like, to the aquarium. Get, follow the dark gate on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> but my, yeah. my favourite line was from Roman where they were talking about... Yes. And he says, I'm John, Ringo, 
Yoko. He's still Connor, but he won having drinks with us at an auction. <laughs> <laughs> that I actually laughed out loud. Like, yeah, that I laughed out loud at and then actually realised I didn't hear the end, so I had to get Will to repeat it for me. Um, <laughs> I had a horrible time watching this. I've like misheard. I think I've got really loads of earwax build-up and yeah. I'm having trouble hearing at the moment, so I'm going to blame it on that. <laughs> yeah, get them all, get them washed out. I think I should get them washed out. I think I need to get them irrigated or something. Um, maybe we could get this podcast sponsored by like an earwax removal company. I would love that. That would be do so good. Cleanest ears in the biz. Do like a special app where we get our ears cleaned. Do a special app where we get our ears cleaned and talk about like what succession character would get their ears cleaned with this brand anyway if you're a brand listening and you'd love to approach us we're wide open <laughs> my ears canals are glued shut but my legs are <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and anyway um other great moments yeah that that line about the beatles um and then when Connor says that he wants to do karaoke. I would like to sing one fucking song at karaoke because I've seen it in the movies and no one ever wants to do it. Yeah. Perfect. Which is... It is quite funny because it is... I think when... I think that is why people like karaoke in a lot of ways. Mm, that's true. I, I think people do have that, like... That film, like, what? what's the film um, with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson in? Oh, Lost in Translation. Yeah, did they have a karaoke scene in that? I think people just Probably. think yeah. about movies, you know, and just think it will be... But it's actually just you're sort of singing songs in front of your friends. Karaoke is awful. It's just like you slowly realising that you don't know the words or the melody to the song that you've chosen or the rhythm, and you're having that realisation in front of an audience of people yeah. that you know it's i would say one of the worst ways someone can spend their time i think karaoke here's how i'd fix karaoke yeah. i would do all the songs are just one verse first verse and a chorus yeah because it's after then where it's just like all right i've now i've got to do the rest but i've lost like the kind of oomph to do it and everyone's bored now yeah yeah that's a great edit i i second that so then what happens uh, next? They go so to... We we get a bit more of Tom and Greg. Oh, yeah. And the pizza and Logan, you know, and he's like, they, they should microwave the pizza. It's like Logan's kind of input. And then Greg starts saying about how it goes, a sog factor is, I believe, yeah. what he says. And yeah. then he just gets dismissed and he's sort of like, yeah, fair enough, and walks mm -hmm. away. But that's when Logan really kind of hints to Tom like that he doesn't want Kerry, you know? Yeah. And Tom gets it. I thought that was so that was so significant when he just says like with his eyes. Like you yeah. see that look that Logan gives him and Tom's like, okay. And that is actually it feels like a big step up in their relationship because Tom is someone who's so like, I guess in previous seasons has been so like anxious and quite like you know even at the beginning of this season he's like I'm heartened you know what what does like he's like so like yeah. tentative and wants to check that he's that everything's right but I think in that moment you see like oh these two have kind of formed something that's yeah. working for them like there is an understanding Tom yeah. is willing to eat Logan's shit 
or give Logan's shit to Greg to be eaten by Greg. Like you do get a sense of like something is kind of working here, maybe better than it was with any of the kids working for Logan. Yeah. But then I think for Tom, it's like avoiding being a Frank or Carl, really. Yeah. I think he, he... he could easily be a Frank or Carl. I think he yeah. that's kind of, but he wants to be Succession. He wants to be. He wants to be Succession. Um, um, so then they have not. that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Greg and Tom have that conversation, and then Greg has to do it. Is basically the the classic. Uh, and then Greg, another great when Greg sort of calls in Kerry. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines is. Um, I, f- I forgot what the line is. Like, oh, can you, can I, can I take you for a or something? And she says, oh, all, like all the women in Manhattan. Yeah, maybe so he then, says, can I grab you for a second? And yes. she's like, oh, you've already grabbed. And it's like, oh yeah, the subplot yeah. of um, Greg being an absolute ladies man. But then man. when when she says that, he says, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i can quickly mention the dream that i had here that i sent to you the other night yes i sent to you as a voice no not i didn't send over my dream file um i had a dream that i was at the like brits or like baftas or something um and the actor who plays greg nicholas braun was there and somehow i ended up in like a group with him and like some other girls and it was like he was like kind of flirting with everyone and then he had like a tortilla wrap (laughs) And he was like, I'm going to come in this tortilla wrap. I'm going to like jerk off into it. And then I'm going to like empty out most of the cum, but it will like dry with like a sort of crust of like cum. And then everyone has to take a bite of the wrap. And this is like in like a corridor somewhere near like the BAFTAs. (laughs) And I woke up and I thought, yeah, it sounds like Greg has like really given me the ick recently. (laughs) (laughs) he is not a sexually appealing character to me anymore i think it's like now he's entered his sexual his that's that is the disgusting brothers though isn't it like it's worked it's got in my head yeah that is a disgusting brothers move a cum rap (laughs) is that an actual thing a cum rap or have i invented it in my dream i think you've invented it in your (laughs) dream (laughs) (laughs) oh no because in my dream it was like it was like this is a thing that people do it was like him being like, people, let's do this thing. I think it's people do similar things, but I think the tortilla is all you. <laughs> I fur Mexican twist on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think I sent that to you as a voice note at like 8am, which I'm sure was a beautiful way to start the day. Yeah, I, I was happy with it. <laughs> uh, how do you think, how do you think the... Um, chat with Kerry went for Greg I think him just doing it would seem to be like enough for him the fact is he is a bit stuck and she can instantly see through what's going on he's like stuck because he hasn't thought it through well enough she is a bit too clever for him to get away with it but when he says the words like there's something about the arms (laughs) he is kind of bang on like it is as simple as that like her arms like it's just not it's just not good um but it feels like he's kind of done the good succession thing of like not really give away anything 
but kind of still say what he needs to say, but like not, he hasn't really backed down, which is in the long yeah. run, you know, like probably better, even though the way we watch him do it is like so excruciating and bad. Yeah, I think he did a good job, honestly, because yeah. he didn't drop anyone in it. He just said a focus. She's annoyed, so she's like, I'm going to rip you apart like a cheese string. Yeah. But I, I don't <laughs> think she is. At the end of that meeting with Kerry and Greg, he just goes like, I did it. Which is, yeah. you know, that is kind of the, the main thing for him. And I will be interested to see if Kerry takes her anger out on him at all, because that would be quite entertaining. Or, no, I was going to say a Kerry-Greg romance, but there's no, there's, no way that's, there's no way that's on the cards. I don't think that's on the cards. I think she'll, I don't think she'll sort of use any sort of social capital as they call it on this show to <laughs> kind of fuck with greg yeah it, so i don't think it'll be but i think she'll just sort of be mean to him quite a lot yeah 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 she won't go out of her way to but she's definitely not going to be like nice to him now because she is yeah. embarrassed like i think from yeah. that point on throughout the rest of the episode when she's in the karaoke room and stuff you do see like her armor has got like some chinks in it now yeah, because the kids mention the audition, right? Yeah, and they say, you've lost your betrayal, Cherry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, so shall we just... I was just going to say, shall we just it. move on to the karaoke, the final scene? Yeah, which Ish. is so funny. Logan sort of going in to the karaoke. Connor is singing... I think a Leonard Cohen song that is like so <laughs> slow and sad and depressing. And Logan, well, Logan contacts Roman first, doesn't he? And they have that conversation earlier in the bar, which we missed out about like him having texted him for his birthday. And yeah. they're like, you said, take care. You were too warm with him. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting that that bridge is already starting to build and then when Logan arrives, it's the first time they're all in the same room for ages, right? Including yeah. Connor. Yeah. And he sits down and carries with him and he starts to be like more emotionally open than we've ever seen Logan. And I personally believed it. Like I thought this is him saying this stuff maybe it's sort of tactically uh timed but i do get the sense that like he kind of knows what he's saying and he is like apologizing when he says i never say i'm sorry but i'm sorry like that's fine or whatever but i think the bit for me which was significant was when he although i do think that 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 was real i think the bit when he says like well, first of all, I apologise for, like, the helicopter stuff. Because that is him acknowledging, like, he does fuck with them and, like, yeah, he is being annoyed with them. And I think it's, like, it's it's sort of opening up this, like, level of honesty to his behaviour. Um, and I also got the sense, like, the way he kind of turns to Kerry and the way she is, like, yeah, your dad is trying something new this sense of like, oh yeah, he's got like a young girlfriend who's like teaching him about emotional intimacy <laughs> yeah. and that she's like advised him to do this. And yeah. I was really annoyed that 
it didn't work on his behalf. I was like, I don't know. I, it made me feel for him. It made me feel, it made me like him. Yeah, he, that's the thing. I think it's just all gone too deep because I do think what he's sorry about is not what they are hurt by in a way. Like, because I think when when they talk about like what happened in Italy, like I don't think Logan is sorry about that. I think they came to him like with a play and he beat them. Like, I don't think he's sorry about that. I think he's sorry more just that he didn't raise them as well. I don't really know. I don't know yeah. what he's sorry about. And I don't think he does, but I think he's just like, sorry that the relationship isn't good. But he does it. He can't quite put the dots that it's because of him. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He's like not really. There's too much. Like it is what Roman says. I think where it's like there's kind of too much to go into yeah. to get started with. Then and it's interesting that like Kendall is like, oh, well, are you sorry for are you sorry that like you've like ignored Connor? Like you put Connor's mum into like a whatever you like locked her up and you like hit roman and it's like he's like being older brother like defensive there like that sort of figure but it's like he's not actually raising any of his own issues um and shiv is like clearly really upset by the tom thing and that's when she brings it up and he makes the like quite valid point of like well you're not around um so I helped Tom even though you know he could have still offered but like I just think yeah oh what was I saying like it's just um it's all quite deep and they are they are so Kendall and Shiv are so far gone down the route of like being against their dad that like that small thing is kind of not gonna not gonna cover it yeah and i just think logan you see this episode as well i see you kind of see more how logan sees the world as well as his kids and they're kind of the same thing of like how he sees the new generation like you get glimpses of that in previous but him in atn and them eating pizza and him Mm. hating that right and he just um like when he talks about new york city and he's like the the rats are as fat as skunks (laughs) (laughs) and like they don't even bother running or something like that and like that's that's kind of how he sees the world now he's like the rats are fat and and that is also kind of because his example of the new generation are his kids who are just entitled kind of millennials you know yeah 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 i think um i found that scene the most frustrating to watch when he was talking to them and like there was when he says i'm sorry and then there's like the moment and you kind of see the shock in all their faces and then shiv says like oh well i don't even know what to believe anymore and you just see them shifting the goalposts of like there's kind of no way out for him like all their yeah. problems with him are so tied up in so many things that like there's n- like it's hard to know what he could say to make it better 
unless he was explicitly like, I want you all to be involved in the running of the company. I'm splitting everything equally three ways. You'll have equal responsibility. You're the best children in the world. I love you so much. Like, apart from that, it just feels like there's no way for them. Yeah. There's like no way back. Yeah. Except for Roman. Apart from Roman, yeah. And it, and it is funny, going back to the the phone thing with the text mm-hmm. to Logan, and they kind of are like, it's a betrayal of trust, which is so ironic considering both of them are scheming behind the other's back, yeah. backs, whereas Roman isn't until the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, their alliance is just in tatters at this stage even by the time the karaoke comes it's like they they've all just kind of been screwing each other over doing what they want do you think um i read some theories do you think that there's a chance that it was all fake from logan and that he was just trying to figure out which of them was the weak link to get back on side no because i think he always I think he knows Roman is the one. Yeah, yeah. Roman is the one that is happy to be Logan's number two. Like, mm. Roman Roman would happily be Logan's number two and do everything exactly the same way Logan did it until Logan dies and then take over. Yeah. Whereas Kendall and Shiv, back to the kind of first thing where they were watching the news, they want to reinvent it they want to take over and be better than their dad yeah 100 percent. and i think um i think logan like i think maybe he does know he knows that like roman is like roman is like a little bit of a like a youngest child like daddy's boy and he he does still have that oh my god though i just forgot i nearly i thought we nearly we nearly missed out the thing that connor says where he like does that mad speech where he's like i don't need love um and says that hold on do i have the quote here he says you're needy love sponges and i'm a plant that grows off rocks and lives on insects that die inside me which is like at first made me laugh but i was like wow that's actually harrowing like yeah it's really hard it's really hard to hear it's really sad and he's right he's actually i think at the end of this episode the most self-aware out of any of them because he's aware of how desperate they all are for love and none of them are accepting that but connor is actually articulating it in an absolutely mad Connor way which is maybe almost like underlined further when you kind of see him go home and Willa is there and like I don't know about you but watching that I was like relieved for him and you feel like a little bit like he's like been rewarded for like this slight moment of like self-awareness that he's had it's like oh and here's his reward is like Willa is there and like he his life is a bit more like he's not as thick as he seems yeah he's just gonna have his sort of stable loveless marriage that he knew getting into it like Hmm. um and there's also the logan you are not serious people bit yeah which is kind of prompted when they start bringing up kerry's audition 
because I think he's just like, all right, well, well, I've lost it now. I'm not going to let them sort of out me and out her rubbish audition. Yeah. So he just says, you are not serious people. And it's interesting because what's frustrating, I think this is what I was going to say earlier, is that like Shiv seems to be going down this rabbit hole of like, you don't know that Matson isn't going to do this. Like she's angry at him because she thinks he's being deluded, right? Yeah. Kendall is just annoyed, like he's just being self-destructive. He knows that Matson probably is going to back down. Logan, we know that Logan is actually right. And we're like, Logan's instincts are right. And he does know what he's talking about. And like, clearly his years of experience are working at this point. So like, shut up, shit. Like it's, and you know, maybe she's going to get her comeuppances when if this happens and Matson does back down and it all happens like oh, it'll be interesting to see how she how she responds but when you see his kind of experience and his like sense of the situation compared to Shiv you are like yeah you're not serious at all like you're so annoying you're all annoying you're all letting all this like all this other stuff get in the way like you're talking about fucking your dad afterwards in a way that is like so like sexual like they like they've gotten sexual pleasure from being mean to him yeah they have and like the way they kind of celebrate that as well i think you can see roman's not into it and that yeah. again i think is just another nudge into the final scene which is roman seeing logan and yeah logan saying he needs a fire breather yeah what do you think he's gonna do well, we know he goes to Matson actually, don't yeah, we? From the I, I think I think he's with him for now. Which again, the the tragic thing of like, oh, but it's Connor's wedding tomorrow, and Logan's like, ah, yeah, who cares? But Roman, the whole episode has been the one that has been trying to be there for Connor. Yeah. But now because Logan needs him, it he's, shifts. He's gonna go with Logan and miss Connor's wedding potentially. Oh. I'm I hope I hope there's nothing too sad next week I need a cheerful episode I need a cheerful I need a I need them to all get along for once in their bloody lives I think Shiv and Kendall you know it's just come it's just gone too far they need to turn it around I'm glad to see Roman is like getting out of it um but it does feel like that's only going to push Shiv and Tom into act. Uh, Shiv and fuck, I've gotten every single character's name wrong in this podcast. Shiv and Kendall are going to lose it and do something really mad. Yeah, yeah, I I cannot predict what's going to happen. I guess next is going to be the wedding slash them seeing Matson, which should be a mm. big episode. Which I imagine Roman will keep secret. Yeah, I don't really know. But they'll get well, wind of it, as they always yeah. do. Oh, they always get wind, wind of it. Of this yeah. succession is all about people getting wind of stuff. It's yeah. a wind-based show, first and foremost. <laughs> um, we both did the quiz of which succession character are you. Yeah. Do you, you want get? to guess mine? Yeah, I'll guess. Because I've seen this quiz done before. Yeah. I reckon... Hmm. I got 60% of the person who I'm most like. 
What? That's so low. You're a balance. Yeah. You're balanced. Yeah, I'm very balanced. The other two, I had a tied 55%. I reckon you're 60%. Um, Kendall. Yeah, you're bang on. Am I? Yeah, 60% Kendall, 55% Shiv and Roman. I.e. the group of people who have just been speaking about being the most annoying, the most difficult, the most deluded, the most entitled. And I'm a beautiful mix of the three. Um, my most is 85%. No way. Is it Roman? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I got I... 85% Roman. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Because like, I think that's a lot of um, like jokey, you know, the most jokey people. You're quite most, a jokey person. The most banter, some would say. <laughs> You've got the most banter. Um, <laughs> shall I just check? Let me just check the Instagram. We have some. We have some questions. Someone says, "Has the opportunity for Kendall to sing once a season gone for season four since no song at karaoke?" Good Kendall is question. not bound to singing at karaoke. Like Kendall will make an opportunity to sing if he wants to sing i think yeah i think well the problem is is that singing i feel like isn't quite compatible with his buddhist era um but when that buddhist era starts to wind up which it feels like it might be now that he's back onto sparring with his dad maybe he'll get back on the back on the old pa system i would love a kendall song yeah it's, but he'd it's probably have so to do it sober funny. right He'd have to do it sober, but I could see him doing something really earnest. Like maybe like his ending is like he's trying to be like a singer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like an acoustic, like <laughs> yeah. acoustic performer, like un unplugged Kendall session. Yeah. Um someone's asked what our karaoke songs are. Which maybe we can also talk about the karaoke songs of other characters. Cause I just had like a real I personally as we've discussed, hate karaoke. If I'm pushed, I will do Sweet Caroline because I Googled it um, once under the... It came up under songs that you can sing even if you can't sing at all. Yeah. Um, what's yours? Uh, I don't really have one because mine is... Um, my my old song is cancelled now, so I can't do it. Was it Ignition? Yeah. Was it actually? It was, of course it was. That would definitely be Greg's. That would definitely be Greg's. Though yeah. I think I have a vision of like Tom and Greg doing like Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. I could see them doing all manner of duets, honestly. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Islands in the Stream. Any yeah. duet song, it fits them perfectly. I also I can imagine Tom doing like Aerosmith, Don't Wanna Miss a Thing. Yeah, he. I think he would do a classic yeah. He would do and he might even he might even go older. He might even do like a Johnny Cash <laughs> or a sea shanty. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Logan doing like New York, New York. I can imagine Logan doing like a Frank Sinatra. Like I don't think he'd want to do it, but I think in a world where he did, he's look you're looking at a my way, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think cuz that's I think that's how that's his generation, right? Where it's like the golden age of America. It, and yeah. he's very into that. So I think he would love Sinatra. He would love the Rat Pack. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I think he would love them, but also he would sort of insult them, like, "Oh, I knew Frank Sinatra," you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you think um, of anyone else? What anyone else would do? I think, I think Shiv mm-hmm. would, when she signed up she would sign up for like a sort of Karen Carpenter thing and like be be like, oh, I can sing this well. But then when it came for her to be announced, she would not want to do it seriously. And she would just mm. like do it as a joke because she wouldn't want to yeah, be that she vulnerable. Wouldn't, she wouldn't commit to the bit. Yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't. That's so true. That's so true. I think Roman would do like, I could imagine him doing like something like, summer of 69 but then like making it really sexual yeah he he would the song would just be a backdrop for whatever he wanted to do in that moment yeah yeah yeah. oh i'd love to see it i'd love to see this is why we need a happy ending is because we want to see them all cut loose and do karaoke imagine that last scene is like a montage of like them doing karaoke and like connor like having the time of his life imagine a scene where you see them all hug just imagine that. Imagine how nice that would feel. And it just freeze frames on their hug and then like succession fades in. That's that's what I would write. Maybe there's just a reason a I'm not a writer ending, for the guys. show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's we've covered it for this week. Um I think we've added a lot to the discourse. I think we've deepened the nation's understanding of one of the top five TV shows of the decade. Of the decade, and the other beyond. top five and beyond. The other top five, they're TBC. Well, why did I end it like that? <laughs> yeah, that was mad. I was really mad. I feel so out of it. I've been. I think I had a, a sort of too dense sausage, vegan sausage roll, and now my brain's short circuited. Yeah, end on that, I reckon. End on that. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye, everyone. See bye. You next week. bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. bye.